Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, queen. Welcome to the pod. I'm super excited about today's episode. It's something I love to talk about, but first let's talk about something that is much more important to my soul, and that's the fact that it's November 1st. Guys, it's Christmas season. <laughs> I am so freaking excited about it. I, You have no idea. Um, I'm actually flying to the Sunshine Coast on Friday, and I am flying up because we have this tradition with my friends where we put up my besties Christmas tree together. Unfortunately, I couldn't do it last year because I was overseas, but I'm in Australia, so I'm making the trip, I'm flying up, and we are doing a Friendsmas on Saturday. And like, I'm so excited about it. I don't know about you, but Christmas is just, it brings me so much joy and happiness, like from even from the decorations, the food, the spending time with family, the presents. I'm such a gift. I love giving gifts. I love receiving gifts. I just, I love the whole thing. And for me, it's like that whole nostalgic thing. Like Christmas as a kid was always one of my favorite times of year. I remember always getting so excited the night before and pulling out my Santa sack and just putting it at the end of my bed and waking up in the morning and it just being full of presents. And it was just like, it's such a good feeling. And that's something for me that's never left. (laughs) I love Christmas and every year I find myself allowing it to come earlier and earlier. Like I used to be, nope, December 1st, like that's when we're putting up the Christmas tree. Um, But now it's we're putting it up in November and I'm here for it. <laughs> my absolute dream, and it's actually something that I have on my vision board right now, is Christmas in Finland. And I'm I'm telling you guys because it's happening. <laughs> Obviously, nothing's been booked yet and it's all in the works. It's literally one of the big uh, a photo on my vision board that I have that I've been manifesting is a white Christmas in Lapland. <laughs> I really, really want to go next year in 2024 Um, and I want to spend Christmas in the snow. I want to have a full Christmas vibes. I, as you probably know, I'm Australian, so our Christmas is in summer and so we never have that white Christmas. So it's something that I've been dreaming on for years, but I'm making it happen. I was on my walk this morning and I was listening to a podcast by Manifestation Babe And I love her work. I really do. But she was talking about the process of manifestation. And in one of the steps, it was act like it's already happened. So yes, I'm in embodying all the vibes. I am putting it on my vision board. I am visualizing. I practice visualization a lot. But something else that I'm going to do is I'm going to go and buy like a bougie hot chocolate. And then like every time I drink it, I'm going to sit in the vibes of the snow and the Christmas and enjoy it and act as if it has already happened. Um, I don't know. I don't really talk about manifestation much on the podcast, but I'm definitely deep in, I wouldn't say I'm deep into it, but I definitely practice it. Like I practice visual words, I practice visualization, I practice um, aligning myself on the right frequency to attract everything that I want. And um, 
yeah, I'm not going to get as deep into this. Is not a manifestation podcast, guys. But I'm just sharing you what I'm going through right now and what I'm visualizing and my plans for next year to hope to more so like right now, I guess, is inspire you guys to do the freaking same. Because that's it. It's like when we take control of our lives, when we start dreaming what's possible and start aligning ourselves with that version that has all those things already and start acting as her now, what I know to be true, because I've got so much evidence of it now, not only like from expanders in my life and my mentors and everything that's teaching me that it's possible, but it's also like the life that I've also now created for myself. So that's the vibe that's exciting. And like every time I think about it, like, oh my God, Europe 2024. Oh my God, it's going to be white Christmas. Like it gets me super excited and it's absolutely going to (laughs) happen. But anyway, so yeah, going to the Sunshine Coast for a week next week. So I'm flying on Friday and spending the week there. And for that week, I'm just going to be catching up with my friends, just living my best life as well as course continuing working while I'm up there. I love being able to work from wherever I want and it just gives me so much flexibility and freedom and I'm um, really excited about that. So today I'm, I'm really excited about today's episode because it's something I talk about all the time and I, I love talking about it because it's something that like so many people are missing within their lives and they're missing within their nutrition and exercise and they just keep wondering why they're falling back into these same patterns of like losing weight, putting it back on or being really restrictive and then binging or you know, trying to being really good and sticking to something for six months, but it like never lasts longer than that. There's always something that gets in the way, always some sort of self-sabotaging cycle, some cock block that is stopping people from reaching their goals long term. And I too used to be in these cycles. It was always do something for six months, do something else for six months, do something else for six months. But like I never saw actual real progress because I was chopping and changing so frequently that I didn't even give myself a chance to like evolve and get better and see results from that one thing because it was always me. It was always, well, I'm not getting results. This is not working. I'm failing. Well, what's the point? Self-sabotage. And this is the thing, like so many people don't realize that it's not necessarily actually like the method that they're using. Well, yes, of course, like if you're cutting out carbohydrates, you're going to feel like shit, you got no energy and you're not going to fucking stick to it because we love carbohydrates here. Or, you know, same with the keto stuff, right? Like if you're cutting out whole food groups, number one, that the body needs, right? The body needs these nutrients in order to thrive. Um, You're in a world where you've got so much access to all this food right in front of you. Like you sit down and you watch TV and you see advertisements for potato chips, for chocolate, for Kinder. Like these are all the advertisements I saw this just this morning, right? So it's like we can't escape this stuff and it's advertisements are made for us to buy them, right? So of course they're going to be like sucking us in. So there's going to be an element of like we can't resist, like we're seeing it in front of us. So of course there has to be an element of allowing these foods into our diet, Right? So this is it. Like this is why we're talking about it is because your relationship with food is so underrated in terms of getting the physique that you want. And it's cock blocking so many people from achieving their goals long term. 
And it's, it's crazy to me because so many people don't even realize that they have an unhealthy relationship with food, that it's actually resulting in them not being successful. Like it's the missing piece for so many people because they don't realize that their behaviors, right? The clean eating, the restriction, the trying to be in a calorie deficit all the time, the not eating bad foods, the oh, I can't eat at a certain time, the, oh, I can't eat after seven, or I can't eat carbohydrates, right? All of these things, people don't realize that these are the things that are stopping them from reaching their goals because the dieting industry has normalized so many things for us. But you have to remember, just because something is common and just because it's spoken about a lot, doesn't mean that it's normal and doesn't mean as well that it's true. Like let's take, i use an example of watching TV. There was a TV commercial about guilt-free dessert. You can eat this guilt-free. You can eat this naughty dessert guilt-free, right? Already implying that it's wrong and bad if we eat it in the first place, which we know is not true. And if we are doing that, it is the reason why we binge restrict. It's the reason why we lose control, right? It's the reason why we fear food, right? But it's said to us time and time again that we should feel guilty and it is wrong to eat these foods, right? Or another example is marketing on products. So we see it, we walk into the supermarket now and there are so many things that have just got slapped protein on the front, like protein cereals and protein biscuits and protein chips right and it's crazy to me because like majority of these foods are like mostly made up of carbohydrates but it's such a clever marketing tactic that these companies have put high protein high protein on their products again to get people to buy it oh this biscuit has high protein in comparison to this biscuit, so therefore I'm going to buy it. Even though the protein percentage may be only like, you know, 5% more or something, right? We have to be really clever in what we're looking at in terms of with our products, like learning how to read nutrition labels and learning about nutrition is like it's going to change your life because you now can look at a product and be like, huh, lol, that's just marketing. That's not actually nutritional facts. And as soon as you build that knowledge, it gives you power. <laughs> it gives you power of decision-making, gives you power of choice, and it gives you power to know that you're making the right decision um, for you and your body. Sorry, I digress. But the reason why I'm telling you this, right, is like the dieting industry has normalized a unhealthy relationship with food and this is it it's like until you actually work on your relationship with food until you work on the mindset behind your relationship with food don't be surprised if you continue to cock block yourself in achieving your body composition goals don't be surprised if you continue to want to go back to restriction when you um, feel like you've eaten too much don't be surprised if you continue to tell yourself that you're going to start again on Monday. Don't be surprised if you continue to be stuck in these binge restrict cycles. Another thing I want to say here is just following a meal plan that 
allows you to have like a Freddo frog in it and all of a sudden like you're allowed to have the food that you weren't allowed to have and yeah absolutely there's a place for that in the healing the relationship with food absolutely like let's help you include these foods on a daily basis so you know how to do it but that's only one side of healing your relationship with food because like what if there's a food that you really really want but it's not in your meal plan so therefore you're so fucking confused to how you are allowed to have it right so it's like yes there's an element of learning how to integrate the foods within a meal plan written by someone else but it's also there's a level of like you need to understand how to include all foods into your diet without it having to be on a meal plan and enjoying it guilt free because right it's the flow and effect of what this does to us mentally and i'll go back to it right it's the binge strict cycles it's the all or nothing thinking it's the starting again on monday it's um well i already did this so i fucked up the rest of the day right so i may as well just um fuck up the rest of the day it's all of it So this is why it's really important that we have to do the mindset work behind also the strategy. Like, yes, get the strategy, get the process on how to include all of these foods, but we also have to work on how we think and feel about the foods and what we believe about the foods in order to fully transcend all of this shit. So what you guys are going to know by the end of the podcast, I'm going to talk through some really, really common cough blocks when it comes to relationship with food to hopefully bring into your awareness that like, holy shit, this is something that I need to work on. Holy shit. Like I didn't know that I was doing this because awareness is key to change. Anything that we can bring into our awareness, we now have power over instead of it having power over us. So. Let's dive into the first one. So cock block number one is you want to increase your calories, but whenever you try, you gain weight and you go back into restriction. You go back into low calories. And again, you guys know this is another one of my favorite topics is about increasing our calories. Like, yes, still calorie deficit. Cool. But like the biggest thing that I see people struggle with, and this is my space, my jam, it's helping people increase their calories um, and overcoming that fear of increasing calories is when they're going to be successful with actual body composition changes. Because we know we can't just diet forever. You've probably tried to do that and maybe you've experienced it where you've lost weight, you put it back on because you didn't know what to do after or you run into a plateau because of metabolic downregulation. Your body literally adapts to the low calories that you're feeding it. So then like that's what your body is conditioned to. So that's what your new maintenance calories are. So you're like living off nothing and your energy is shit. It impacts your hormones, impacts your skin, impacts your hair, all of the things. Um... So this is why I want to talk about this cock block is because so many people like they lose weight and then they try and eat more again, but then they look at the scale and because they have an unhealthy relationship with the scale, they have an unhealthy relationship with calories because they're fearful of calories because they're afraid that eating more is going to gain, make them gain weight. And then they get on the scale and they have that confirmation bias. They're like, holy shit, I need to reduce my calories again which is just getting so many people stuck in these cycles of restriction, of losing weight, and then putting weight back on and then going back into restriction again. And what this does is like, it's what this then does is then 
it impacts your ability to actually change your body composition. It impacts your ability to get stronger in the gym. And if you're not getting stronger in the gym, forget about having body composition changes. You're not going to build muscle. You're not going to be able to lose fat at a certain weight because you're plateaued with your training. People bang on about the importance of nutrition all the time. But if your goal is to have definition in your body, to have nice lean glutes and lean toned legs and toned abs, you need muscle. And the only way is you can't build muscle with just concentrating on your food. You can't change your body composition with just focusing on your nutrition. You need the stimulus. You need the exercise component as well. So I see it time and time again that people cock-lock themselves because they just have that unhealthy relationship with the actual calories and the fear of weight gain. So therefore, they just get stuck back in, oh, I have to go back into a deficit. Oh, I'm going to try maintenance for four weeks. Oh, the scale went up. I'm going to go back into a deficit. I remember I used to be stuck in this exact cycle, literally. I would just eat really clean, cut out carbohydrates, cut out all bad foods, cut out everything, and then I would lose weight. Like restriction was literally the only way that I ever saw any result. And that was the problem, right? Because any time I stopped being restrictive, just went back into my old patterns of like eating whatever and, you know, not being any time I would relax the rules, I would just end up back at square one. It's because I didn't learn how to do it properly. I didn't learn how to do it with including all of these foods. I didn't do it with a healthy relationship with food. All I did it with an unhealthy relationship with food. And that was the reason why I kept losing it all and then putting it back on. Constantly thinking about it. Constantly thinking about what I should eat, what I can't eat. Oh, I can't eat that. And then constantly being stuck feeling guilty all the time. When in reality, what I needed to do is I needed to heal my relationship with food and learn about nutrition. Learn about macros. Learn about how to fuel my body correctly. How to actually eat normally (laughs) without being dictated by all these rules of things that I can and can't do. I can't eat that. Can't do this. Can't do this. Oh my God, because this is going to happen. So summarizing that point, cock block one is literally the fear of calories, the fear of eating more, the fear of weight gain. Absolutely. is one of the biggest, big, big, big cock blocks that's stopping people from losing fat and building muscle, changing their body composition. The next cock block is you avoid salt foods. You avoid foods that are bad. You avoid foods that are too high in calories. And again, big red flag that you have an unhealthy relationship with food and you need to work on it. So we get it. We know. I speak about this all the time. Anything that we restrict is then we obsess over it. Restriction fuels obsession. And like now that you've heard it so many times from me, I actually want you to sit and actually... In the moment, day to day, I want you to think about it. You know, you hear it from me all the time, but I'm going to constantly say this because I've got a beautiful example of I was going out and I went out for a theater play and the theater play was you could bring your own alcohol, you could bring your own cheese board. And I, so we got there, we set it all up and it was really fun. We were enjoying ourselves. And then internally I was like, okay, Laura, you can't have any more, no more. As soon as I said that I couldn't have it, there was this internal drive that was like, 
you want to have more, do it, do it, do it. And then it's like that back and forth being like, no, you already told yourself that you can't have it, can't have more chocolate, you can't have more cheese, you can't have more biscuits, you've already had too much. And then it's like that little rebel, right? That's like, you want to have more, you want to have more, you want to have more. The problem with this is that when we start listening to the back and forth, number one, we've already lost. (laughs) But number two, the back and forth is in that specific moment, you just completely stop thinking about how hungry you actually are. You stop thinking about like if you're eating now for if you're full, right? Because our energy and our fixation then goes to this back and forth, I can, I can't, instead of it's like, well, do I actually want more? Am I actually still hungry for more? Because our behavior is now driven by a survival mechanism of we can and we can't because if we eat more, then we're going to gain weight. So, but the other part of us is like, no, 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 you don't want to gain weight. So you can't, right? It's the back and forth that goes into our head instead of being able to be in touch back with our body. So I was sitting there and then I started this back and forth chatter and then In that specific moment, I was like, hang on a minute. Do I actually want to have more? Am I actually hungry? And as soon as I switched back into, well, what do I actually feel like? Do I actually feel like I want more? All of a sudden, the cheese and the dip was like, oh, I actually don't want that. (laughs) I'm actually over the dip. I've actually already eaten too much. I actually don't feel like more because I've just eaten so much of it, right? Until I was able to actually give myself that permission to eat it if I wanted it in terms of actually asking myself if I actually felt like more was then I was able to get out of my head and out of the chatter. And this is one of the biggest things, right? People don't know how to dissociate the two because we're so driven by these fear responses. We're so driven by I need my body to look a certain way in order to be X so that we forget about what the body is telling us. We forget about how we feel. And this is something so big that I teach inside the Fit and Frank Academy. It's dissociating the two and learning how to trust your freaking body again. Because until you don't know how to trust your body, it's going to be a massive big fat cop block for you. Because it's going to, you're going to constantly listen to the chatter and more often than not, the devil side of it wins because it's a survival mechanism and we end up overeating anyway. And this is the thing about that, oh, oh, well, I've already fucked up. May as well start again. Stories. Like, it's so normalized that that is normal. But, like, this is how, this is where people have to take fucking responsibility. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. It doesn't have to be this start again on Monday. And, like, I remember living that way. And I was fucking, like, I was so miserable. I was so miserable every Monday. I was so miserable every weekend. Like, your life doesn't have to be this constant cycle of guilt and shame. Like, my clients are absolutely thriving, enjoying their food, enjoying acai bowls, going out for cocktails, and getting body composition changes in terms of losing fat and building muscle. Like, overcoming these fears is going to significantly impact your life in such a way that it's just, it's so transformational. And I can go on about it and like, oh yeah, it's changed your life. But like, it actually will. (laughs) All right, moving on to the next cock block. The next cock block is thinking about food, talking about food, researching food all the freaking time. 
And again, I resonate with this cock block so much because this is literally something that I used to do all the freaking time. Go back like three years and when I was still working in the physio practice, (laughs) if you talk to any of my old clients, they will legit say one thing. (laughs) Laura was always talking about food. Laura was always eating food. Laura was constantly, it was always, what are you having for dinner tonight? There was always this constant fixation of food. And what I didn't realize at the time, that hyper fixation on food was not normal. That hyper fixation on food was actually because I had a poor relationship with food. That hyper fixation was because Number one, at the time, I wasn't eating enough. I wasn't fueling my body. I was in a state of low energy availability. I didn't have my menstrual cycle. I didn't allow myself. This is when I was constantly dieting and trying new things of restriction, eating low calories, paleo, vegan, all of it. This was when I didn't have a healthy relationship with food. This is when I didn't give myself full permission to eat what I wanted when I wanted it. So what I was doing, it was like I was kind of living out my food dream through other people because talking about food back then was just lit me up so much. I used to get so excited about it. But what I know now, and there's actually research in and around it, is that this hyperfixation of food is because we're trying to live out our food dream through other people because we're not allowing ourselves to have that satisfaction. We're not allowing ourselves to have all these things in our life. So we're getting it through different avenues. So talking about food all the time and scrolling on social media and saving recipes, it's normalized that it's normal, but it's absolutely a big cock block from people to achieve their physique goals. And why it's a cock block is because number one, again, it feeds back into these cycles of the all or nothing bins restrict, um, losing weight and putting back on and self-sabotage, right? Because it's just a sign and a symptom of the same thing. So if you're thinking about food 24 freaking seven, maybe it's when you're working out, maybe when it's watching TV, literally before you go to bed, laying in bed at night, thinking about it, like This is a sign that you have to work on your relationship with food. Big red flag that your relationship with food needs work. And until you fix this, until you fix your food fixation, until you stop fearing food is when you're going to be fully be able to break free with changing your body composition. You're going to be able to lose fat. You're going to be able to build muscle because this is it. It's like once you tie the two together of food freedom the elements and the mindset behind achieving food freedom, as well as the strategy of learning how to fuel your body adequately, changing your body composition becomes super simple because you've got the mindset and the tools and the knowledge and how to respond every single day rather than react all the time. And you know how to include all your foods into your diet. You can eat what you want. You can eat in any occasion, whether you're out, whether you're at home, whether you're at the movies, you know how to eat quote unquote normal instead of listening to the back and forth. And once you marry those two things together, and then of course with your exercise, and then of course with detaching your worth from your body, 
changing your body composition is now not a big thing. It's now something that just is who you are, not something that you're always fucking striving to be. And of course, they're the four elements of the Fit and Free Academy. <laughs> of course. So I hope this episode really gave you some insight on where you're at with your relationship with food in your journey. Maybe it was a really good eye-opener to you to freaking sit and anchor in and celebrate the work that you've done and what you have achieved because you're like, whoa, I used to do these things, but now I don't. Like that in itself is a fucking growth moment and I'm sitting here and celebrating you for that. Like how amazing is it that we can sit here and listen and be like, oh my God, I'm actually so proud of myself. I've actually transcended these things and I am, that is evidence of my growth. And this is something I always say to my little perfectionists because recovering perfectionists over here is that we need to sit here and we need to celebrate the small wins. We need to sit and anchor into how far we've really come because if we don't sit and celebrate it and if we don't remember to do that, often we just keep living our lives, having that high expectation without us even realizing how much we're already achieving. So my loves, I really hope this helped. I would love to hear what you think. If you haven't written a review yet, please, please do it. It takes two seconds and it really helps me get this podcast out to more people. Love you always. And I will see you guys in the next episode. number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals